turn to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, 2, and 3. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it from the Amplified Version. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us. Let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that is set before us, looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of faith. That is, the first incentive for our belief and the one who brings our faith to maturity, who for the joy of accomplishing the goal set before him endured the cross, disregarding the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, revealing his deity, his authority, and the completion of his work. Just consider and meditate on him who endured from sinners such bitter hostility against himself. Consider it all in comparison with your trials so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Consider it all in comparison with your trials so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. My Father, we thank you for your word. We pray that you will speak into our lives. Father, we pray that you will breathe life into each and every one of us, Father. As we all are in this race, we pray, Father, that we will run with perseverance, O oh Father, we pray that we will have the kind of tenacity, the stamina, the endurance that we need, Father, to finish the race that is marked out for us, Lord. Lord, we pray as we face various battles, pressures from every end, none will fall or falter, but we will continue to look to Jesus and run and finish the race. Thank you, Father. Release grace and anointing in this place that will make the proclamation of your word effective. In Jesus' name, we bind every resistance to the preaching of God's word. Every critical spirit, we still you in the name of Jesus. To Christ be the glory. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Today's message is titled, What You're Looking At. What You're Looking At. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and ask your neighbor, What You're Looking At. Amen. I don't know how many of you guys know this, but in the 90s, it was a problem if you were traveling on the New York City subway. If you were to sit in one of the cars and would look at someone that is sitting across from you, 
we had so many incidents where someone would get up from their seat and ask, what are you looking at? There are occasions where there was fights because simply somebody looked at someone or, well, stared at someone for more than whatever the time that it made someone feel uncomfortable. Well, if you are from down south, where hospitality is a common thing that you find, where people yield to each other, where people are a little bit more friendlier, where people will wait for you to pass by, you know, they would not understand the kind of culture that is found when people look at you, they feel, or when you look at someone, they feel so uncomfortable that they pose the question, what are you looking at? Well, in the Bible we see, the Bible encourages us to look, praise the Lord. To look, to look to who? The writer of Hebrews talks about a list of people who by faith accomplished, achieved their goals, captured the promises that God had given them, and became overcomers through their faith in a God who had given them promises. So the writer of Hebrews writing to the Christians who were going through persecution and hardship in their lives, were encouraging them, telling them, look around you. There are such a great cloud of witness that you are surrounded by. You can look at these people and you can derive some strength out of them because you are also serving the same God who is able to bring you out of every predicament that you are in and allow you to become an achiever, a conqueror, an accomplisher in your spiritual race that you are in. And so after giving a list of all those who did Herculean task in their lives, he comes to 12 where we see, we read, talking about this cloud of witnesses. In other words, the writer of Hebrews is saying, listen, you know, there are so many people around you that you can look to people who made it through. Do you know people who have made it through in their spiritual journey? Do you know people who have overcome every odds in their quest, in their journey, in their spiritual journey. Yes, we all know such people who have become overcomers because they persevered, they held fast to the promise of God. They stood fast on the word of God because they realized, number one, that God is 
faithful, he will not buckle on his word. He will not go back on his word. He will not withdraw his promise. Number two, they realize that the word of God, which is established in heaven, is a sure foundation that you can stand on, press on, and become an overcomer in their lives. So the encouragement is, look at people around you who have what? Gone through and is successful in their lives. Praise the Lord. Yes, look at people who made it. Praise God. People who made it. You know what? We have a tendency. It's, I believe it's a human nature. People tend to concentrate on things that are not, not accomplished. People tend to concentrate on the failures of people. People tend to concentrate on the weakness of people. In every person, there is a weakness and there are strengths. Praise God. But it is the common nature of people to concentrate on their weaknesses. Rather than that, we need to become people, as the Bible says, we can look at people who made it in their spiritual journey. Well, where are you this morning? Do you think that your job assignment is too big for you to handle? Well, we have Moses in the Bible who had a huge, tremendous responsibility, but he made it through. Praise the Lord. Yes, he did not reach the other shore, but we know that he was able to get the people out of Egypt into, into the borders of the promised land. If you are being harassed by your boss, well, we have people in the Bible who overcame such harassment. Anyone? Do you know who it is? Joseph. Well, David was constantly harassed by his who? By his boss, King Saul. But David persevered. There were times where he would just step to the side. There were times where he ran away. Praise God. Well, we know about Joseph. Somebody mentioned Joseph. Joseph was ostracized by his brothers. If you have siblings who are giving you a hard time, well, you can think about Joseph. If you have an employer who is what? Doing things on you or trying to push you down or to put the blame on you, consider Joseph who overcame. Praise the Lord. Or if you have dad and mom that you feel have forgotten you. Is there anybody here who feels that your daddy and mommy has forgotten you? Anybody? Nobody? Good. Well, you're... well if you do... I want to tell you, think about David. David said, even if my father and mother forsakes me, the Lord will, the Lord will, praise the Lord. Amen. So whether you look through the Bible, you know, if you feel that you did a favor to somebody and they never returned the favor, think about Mordecai. 
if you feel that people around you are intimidating you. Think about Nehemiah. If you feel that you are flung and you are a failure and you let Jesus down in your life, think about Peter. Praise God. When everybody would count him out, Jesus did not let him down even though when Peter let him down. So you can look around at the characters in the Bible who made it through, not because they were perfect, but regardless of their imperfections, we see that they made it through in their journey. Praise the Lord. So number one, look at those who made it. Praise God. Then we see the writer of Hebrews is saying that you need to do what? Make sure that you leave aside every weight and the sin that easily besets you or entangles you. Praise God. Now he's saying, look at yourself. Look at yourself. When was the last time you looked at yourself? Well, I'm not talking about when you were ready to come to church, you look beautiful or you look handsome, you made sure that everything looked fine, made sure that your gray hair was not creeping out, you just tucked it in right there, this way it's just being covered. If you have a bald spot coming, you just cover it very smart that you cannot be seen. If you have any kind of weakness that tends to stick out like a sore thumb, you have nicely covered it up. You look next to perfection. Everyone is at the best, right? Praise God. But the writer of Hebrews is saying, be candid. Take an honest evaluation of yourself. Look into your own life and ask yourself, as you're running this Christian race, is there any weight that's going to weigh you down in your Christian life? Because if it's going to weigh you down, you might not be able to reach the destiny. You might not be able to reach the goal. And he doesn't stop there. He's saying, Check yourself out if there are sins that are easily entangling you. Mind you, he's not saying you are entangling the sin, praise God, but rather the sin seems to have got a grip on you, a hold on you. Praise God. Unless we look at ourselves, and be honest in our evaluation, we would not be able to know about the weight that's weighing us down in this race or the sin that has got a hold on us. How does sin get a hold on us? Well, the sin that the Bible says, sin that easily besets us or the sin that easily entangles us. The Bible doesn't say what kind of sin because every person has their own struggle in their lives. So when we look at ourselves where in the mirror of God's word and you are candid and honest to yourself you will be able to see the sin that has got a hold on you. Praise God. 
Well, it is not an overnight thing, but what has happened is eventually you are cuddling around with the sin. You are toying around with the sin. You are playing around with the sin. You are having a good time with the sin. Eventually, without your knowledge, it got such a good hold on you. Now, even though when you are trying to shake it off, it seems that it won't let you go. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Nobody, praise God. Amen. So look at yourself. Praise God. Ask God to give you the grace so that this thing that has got a hold on you would lose its grip on you by the power of Holy Ghost, by the power of the Word of God, and by a harness candid confession to him and renouncing and repenting of that very thing that does not want to let go of you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Tell the Lord to give you the grace to let, to overcome such issues in your life. Praise the Lord. Then he says when he comes to verse 2, he's saying, Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Praise God. Everyone else that you can look to, even the people that made it through, they all have their flaws in their lives. They all have their, their shortcomings in their lives. Yes, they made it through by the grace of God, by the enablement of God, but they all have one or the other weakness in their lives. Praise God. Amen. But here, look to Jesus, who is the author and the perfecter of our faith. Praise God. He is the source of salvation. We are saved by looking at him. He is the source of inspiration. He is the source of strength for us. Praise God. He is the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. He not only began the race, but he finished the race victoriously, triumphantly. Therefore, look to Jesus. When you look to Jesus, you will see the stretch that he had to go through. Do you remember the kind of stretch that Jesus went through? The songwriter puts it very well. He came from heaven to earth to show the way. From the earth to the cross, he paid my debts. Praise the Lord. From the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky, Lord, I lift your name on high. Praise God. Wow. What a stretch, man, from heaven to earth. God took the form of man and went through every kind of assault in the physical realm, in the emotional realm, in the relational realm, in the financial realm. Every kind of stress and pressure and pain and temptation and trial that man would go through, he went through and without into the divine power he overcame that because
because he was in constant touch with his father, aligned his will to the father's will, reprogrammed himself according to the timings of the father and did the will of the father. The writer of Hebrews says, look to Jesus. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Look to Jesus, a complete lamb, finished, triumphant. Hallelujah. At no time did he fall, fail, or falter. Praise God. No second thought about doing the will of the Father. What do you see in him? Consistency. Praise the Lord. Amen. In a walk with the Lord, this is what God expects of us, that we be consistent in a walk with God. Far too often, we are one day up, one day down. One day high, the next day low. One day inside the church, next day out of the church. One day all excited and involved in doing something for the Lord. The next day don't want to do anything with the Lord. Anything to do with the church. One day you are here, the next day you are there. It's a syndrome that has made the lives of many spiritually sick. And it seems as their faith seems to be leaking or it seems as if their strength has been sapped away from them. Praise God. Why is it that God's people go through such syndrome in their lives? It's simply because they tend to take their eyes off Jesus. Praise God. Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Praise God. What does it mean when the Bible says, look to Jesus? Number one, it means to trust Him. To trust Him. When the Old Testament, when the children of Israel were dying because of serpent bite, the fiery serpents bit them, God told Moses to erect a brazen serpent in the wilderness. And all who would just turn and look to that serpent would be healed and would live. It's a beautiful illustration that about the salvation that is available through Jesus Christ. Looking unto Jesus. Not a casual look. Not a careless look. But rather an ongoing look. An attitude of faith in him. Praise God. Look not as a single act of look. But looking intently onto Jesus. Praise God. Looking means... To zero in on him. Praise God. Fix. The Bible says one version says. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Zero in on him. Praise God. 
Why? Because he's an example and he's an enabler. Praise God. Jesus is our model and he is our motivator. Listen, you can find a lot of example. You can find a lot of models around you. But none of those models might be able to motivate you and give you the strength to go through this life situation in your life. Praise God. But Jesus is our example. The perfect exemplar, example and the enabler. As an example, he says, look to me. As an enabler, he pumps energy into you and me by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the word of God. He enables us to push through every trials, every testing, every temptation, every pressure that you face in your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, he is a forerunner who has gone ahead of us, leaving an example for us. Peter writes that he set an example, a pattern for us as to how we should walk in his footstep. Hallelujah. Jesus, when he lived on the face of the earth, he lived by faith. The writer of Hebrews says that he trusted. He said, I will put my trust in. In him. It's a quotation. Hebrews 2.13. That fact that Jesus prayed is an evidence that he trusted in the Father and put his faith in him. Praise God. To go through the, through the race that was marked for, for him and finish the work, the assignment that God had given to him. Did you know that you have an assignment from God? Tell your neighbor that you have an assignment from God. The only thing is, some know about their assignment, and some have no clue about their assignment. People who know what their assignment is, they try to do their assignment, and people who don't know what their assignment is, they think that their assignment is to become an hindrance to the people who have been given an assignment. How many of you know that? There are people who think that it is their life calling to become a hindrance to people who are moving in the realms of God. They feel that's their calling. That's their assignment. Praise God. You will find that all over in the Bible. Since all of you are well versed in scripture, I don't want to pull out example. Both in the Old Testament and the New Testament, you will find such people. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, we have an assignment from God. If you know what your assignment is, you have to press on to reach the goal that God has for you. Jesus knew his assignment very well. And Jesus was in touch with his heavenly father. And he would not allow anything to alter this assignment that was given to him. That's what the Bible says. Look to Jesus who is the perfecter and the finisher of a faith. Praise God. Yes, going through every hard 
hardship, enduring the cross, enduring every kind of scorn and mockery. He went through it because he knew what his assignment was. Tell your neighbor, get to know your assignment. Well, before you get to know your assignment, you have to get to know the one that gives you the assignment. Praise God. So get to know your assigner and the assignment. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. All right, moving on. Moving on. Praise God. Yes. Oh, that was super move. That's good. That's good. Look away. As you look to Jesus, you and I need to learn to look away. What does that mean? What does it mean to look away? Listen, as we live in this world, constantly we are being, we are being allured. Or there is a fight to grab our attention. There are voices that are beckoning us. There are voices that are calling out to us and want to take us away from the purpose of God concerning our lives. So if we are, if you don't train to look away, look away from what? Look away from distractions. Look away from anything that distracts you from the one that was gone before us. In other words, don't let anything or anyone take your eyes off Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because if that happens, you and I will falter. Praise God. Yes, looking away from all others, only towards Jesus. Sifting out all unwanted attractions, attentions, affections that tend to grab your and mine attention away from what God wants to do in our lives. Turn our backs onto everything that's appealing us to go after Jesus. Praise God. Sometimes, some things, they look noble. I'm talking about things that tend to take our attention away from Him. We want to leave a spiritual legacy. And in the quest of living a spiritual legacy, we tend to take our eyes on off Jesus. Last night when Renjan was speaking, he made a point. He said that sometimes our idols are things that we portray as success image for our next generation. They can also become idols in our lives. They can take our attention and affection away from our Lord Jesus Christ. Keep our eyes from all distractions and the allurements of the world. Praise God. You know, look in the life of Jesus. Jesus, the Bible says, when he was going his final trek into Jerusalem, he set his face like a flint and he went towards Jerusalem knowing what 
piece at hand. Praise God. On the side, on the background, was big uproar when they wanted to make him the king. Praise God. But Jesus would not allow the voice of popularity, the popular poll, the trends, the cry of people to keep him away from the goal that was before him, which was the cross that was prepared for him. Praise God. Yes, it's very important because distractions can end in derailments in our lives. Praise God. Distractions can end in derailments in our lives. Look at one of the disciples of Jesus. His concentration went from the king Jesus to the kingdom that needed to be established. His concentration went from Jesus, the real high priest, to the chief priest, Annas and Caiaphas. And because of distraction, there was derailment in his life. Look at the life of Demas. Paul says, Demas has loved the world and is gone into the world. From the love of the word to the love of the world. Praise God. If the enemy can de delay, de de distract us from the love of God's word, he can derail us and we can fall out into the world. Objectives can be easily lost. They tend to erode rather than explode when we lose focus of who we are and what God wants to do in and through our lives. A man was visiting Atlanta for the very first time in his life and he wanted to go to a restaurant and he started going through the yellow pages that was in the, in, in the hotel that he was in. As he went through the yellow pages, he saw something which he felt was very catchy. Looked at the name of one restaurant. It was known as the Church of God Grill. Church of God Grill. Man, look at the Church of God Grill. What kind of grill is that? Well, so he decided to call them. And he called because he was curious. He called them. Somebody picked up the phone from the other end. Cheerful voice said, Hello, Church of God Grill. Man was surprised. He thought that it was a it was a typo. But really somebody picked up the phone and said, Church of God will. So he said, Excuse me, I would like to come, but I would like to know how did you guys get this unusual name? The cheerful person on the other side did not hang up the call, but said, Well, sir, we started as a mission. We used to be a church long back. We started serving dinners after the church worship service because we could not pay our bills. So it went on like this for some time, and our chicken dinners became very popular and famous that more people started coming in for the chicken dinner that we were serving. When more people started coming in for the chicken dinner that we were serving, we cut down on our service time. When we cut down our service time, we became so popular that all of a sudden, we could not afford to keep our services on. So we shut down the service and we let the chicken dinner go on. But 
we wanted to be fair. So what we did was we retained our name, Church of God. And since we were grilling, we called ourselves Church of God Grill. Well, I feel that it's not just one of an isolated incident. When you go past, it's October, you know, you will see field of dreams. Not field of dreams, but you will see churchyards and church lot full of what? Field of pumpkins. Since when did Church of Jesus Christ have an alliance with pumpkins. What does Jack O'Lantern have to do with Jesus Christ? What happened? Well, when you go further down, you will see signs on the church board which says Friday night, not fasting and prayer, Friday night, bingo nights. Not revival nights, but bingo nights. You think it just crept in all of a sudden? No. It is because people of God took their eyes off Jesus. When you take your eyes off Jesus, you will not know eventually spiritual values would erode with time. Spiritual standards are altered and the world decides, the facts decides, the trends dictate what happens in the church. And pretty soon, instead of church of God, it's church of God grill. A somber reminder that taking our eyes of Jesus would be a very expensive call that you would not want. Therefore, the Bible says, look to Jesus, fix your eyes on Jesus, meaning lock your eyes on Jesus. Lock it on. Zero it on. Praise God. When you hit your eyes on Jesus, zero on him and lock it on him. Praise God. How long you going to look? You going to look. I am going to look. As long as it takes for us to reach the destiny. To reach the destination. To reach the calling. To reach the assignment. To fulfill the calling that God has called for you and for me. Jesus, the Bible says, for the joy that was set before him. Endured the cross scorning its shame. Praise God. How could he endure the cross? Because of the joy that was set before him. I believe that on the cross of Calvary, God the Father gave him a preview. As he heard one of the thieves said, Lord Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Praise God. Jesus turned back to him and said, Today, you will be with me in paradise. Praise God. When Jesus realized that this story will be repeated over and over, over and over, millions of times over, and you and I will be one of them that would repeat this. Jesus, remember me. Jesus, save me. Praise God. He endured the cross, scorning its shame.
Praise God. Weary? Tired? Want to give up? Want to call it quits? I want you to look to Jesus. Praise God who endured the cross. Praise God. The writer of Hebrews says in verse 3, 12, 3, consider him. Praise God. We consider a lot of factors. We consider a lot of factions. We consider a lot of people. We consider a lot of parties. But consider Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Objectives can easily be lost when we take our eyes off Jesus. I'm going to conclude here. The effects of looking, how does it impact our lives? Let me conclude my words. <laughs> Praise God. The psalmist says, they that looked to him, their faces were radiant and they were not ashamed. One thing is guaranteed. If you look to him, your face will be radiant. He will not allow your face to be downcast. He will not allow your face to be ashamed. Look at anybody in the Bible who looked to him. Moses looked to him and the Bible says his face was radiant. Praise God. Do you know what happens when you look to him? Your face becomes radiant and then you become qualified to tell people to look to you. Praise God. Peter and John looked at the layman who was expecting a handout from them. Said, look at us. Look at us. Because we have looked at Jesus. We are looking at Jesus. We are looked at the one who has endured the cross. So look at us. Because we are looking at him. If you look at us, we'll tell you we might not have what you're looking for. But we can, we can do, we do have what you really need. Praise God. Look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Shall we close our eyes? Praise God. My friend, my brother, my sister. Who are you looking at? What you looking at? How long have you been looking? Praise God. Would you look at Jesus? Everyone, everything, everything else may fail. But Jesus will never fail. All may fail you. But Jesus will never ever fail you. Praise God. Can you make a decision? Lord, give me the grace that I will look to you. That I will look away from everything that draws my attention away from you. And I'll fix my eyes on Jesus. Lock my eyes on Jesus. And would not allow anything to derail me from the purpose of God. Father, grant us grace to the preacher and to the hearer. To look to Jesus all the days of our lives. Through thick and thin. Through pressures and pleasures. Through highs and lows. Through mountain and valley experience. May we all look to Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.